glad you can join me on this series of Women in Revival podcast. I'm praying that the Lord Himself will speak to you even as we share a few thoughts together. It's going to be an informal session. So I just want us to talk. And this series is tagged Parenting Children in a Sinful World. So we'll be talking about motherhood, we'll be talking about parenting, and I'm praying that the Lord will put one thing or another in your heart. I have a big burden for children. I love motherhood. I love parenting. My desire in life is to be able to raise godly children. And I know I can't do that of myself, but it's my desire. And I know God is able to do that through me. So we're sharing a few thoughts together. However, if you need any resources or you need to contact us, our website is there www.okofrighteousness.co.uk and then our sister website which is for young wives and mothers it's called youngwifeyoungmother.focusgroups.org.uk or so i believe anyway if you contact us if you go on oak of righteousness i think it should be linked i believe and if you need to give us a call or a whatsapp or a text message do get us on plus four four seven nine four four three nine eight four one five so this session is going to be very practical as much as possible parenting children in a sinful world one of the things i will first encourage is that be a mother that is ever learning even though the bible says in timothy that the silly women were ever learning and never coming to the point of truth i am seeing the lord saying to me personally every time the honest truth is that till we leave this side of eternity, we will be ever learning. You won't stop learning. But learning for us must be a learning that is applicable to our day-to-day life. So, be a learning mother. Keep learning. Keep reading. Keep listening to, you know, parenting messages. Things that will build you up. Things that will help you. Study the Bible. Look at parenting issues even in the Bible. If you go on our website, you will find a few resources on parenting. I think we want to work on our website whereby you can access based on all the resources that are based on parenting or motherhood so that if you are looking for such, just go there and you find them. Um, we hope to do that. Keep praying for us. So let's go to this series, Parenting Children in a Sinful World. Without any shadow of doubt, we are living in a sinful world. Since Genesis chapter 3, this world becomes chaotic, it becomes sinful, hater of God, and I'm remembering the word Jesus spoke to his disciples in John 17, or that he prayed for his disciples in John 17, that they are in this world, but they are not part of this world, and he was saying to the Father that he's not praying that he should take them out of this world. So we are still part, we are still in this sinful world, but we are not part of it. We are bringing up children, giving birth to children in this sinful world. Yet the God who gave us these children can help us to raise them even though we live in sinful world. So today I want us to look at the modeling mother. For us to raise our children in this sinful world, if you want to raise godly children in this ungodly, untoward generation, then there is a need for you as a mother to be a modeling mother. So let's read Deuteronomy chapter 6 and from verse 5 it says, And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. And
and these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. Now verse 7. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest, and when thou risest up, and it goes on and on, you know. But I just want to pause here. So, you see, oftentimes we all want to raise godly children. Just as the episode for today says, we can't raise children as mothers, as Christian mothers, if we are not modeling to them what we want them to become. Children are perfect copycats. They copy everything you do, indirectly and directly. So if you are going to raise godly children, if you are going to parent your children, your toddler, your infant, your preschooler, and just name it, your teenager, in this sinful world, you as the mother has to be modeling what you want that child to become to that child. If you are a liar, for example, maybe somebody called and you tell your children, tell them I'm not at home, and you want that child to grow up as a person of integrity, already you are... Um, contradicting the principle that you want to teach your child you want the child to be a person of integrity a person who tells the truth every time but already you are indirectly teaching the child how to lie tell them i'm not at home tell them this so whatsoever you want your child to become is what you model and if you look at that deuteronomy chapter 6 from verse 5 that i read this is the lord speaking even through Moses. says, look, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart. So whenever we want to raise godly children, it must first begin with me. It must first begin with you. So you must love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. That means every day, the way you live life on a daily basis as a mother must give glory to the Lord, must bring the Lord the light in your dressing, in your speech, in the type of friends you keep, in your day-to-day activities, your life must be God-honoring. And then, it says, love the Lord your God with all your heart. So that means you must exemplify loving God to that child that you are raising this our sinful world. You want to let the child see that it is actually possible to live godly, even though we live in an ungodly art. So, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and might. And then it says, The words which I command you this day, you shall keep it in your heart. It should be in your heart. So, because you know that the tool for raising godly children is the word of God. And the word of God that you want to teach your children, if it is not in you, you find it difficult to teach your children. Oftentimes, parents want their children to be in children's clubs, you know, Christian clubs, Christian activities for children. Meanwhile, the mother herself is not working with God. I remember when we used to run a community children's club. People want their children to come to our children's club, you know, things, uh, things like that. But the home atmosphere does not give um give that privilege for such a child to grow in a godly way so for you to raise godly children to parent your children in this our sinful world you have to be an example you yourself have to hide the word of god in your heart your child must see you reading the bible your child must see you writing your study notes your child must see your attitude to the word of god 
things as little as that as a way of shaping a child's heart whether you are even asking the child to do likewise or not so then if you now look at verse 6 it says and this words which i command thee this day shall be in your heart i've spoken about that and then verse 7 then say and you will teach them diligently so before we talk about teaching our children you as a mother must be a role model of what you want to teach to your children exemplify godliness exemplify righteousness if you want to see your child reading bible every parent wants to see their children reading bible praying but if you are the type of mother who doesn't read bible who doesn't pray then indirectly you are training that child to do likewise so whatsoever you want to see your child become the honest truth is that you are the first person to model that to your children and then first corinthians chapter 11 verse 1 says this is paul talking says follow me as i follow christ be ye followers of me even as i also i am of christ follow my example as i follow the example of christ says another translation so you can't um raise godly children parent your children in this sinful world if you are not following the lord i love the way the new king james puts it he says imitate me just as i also imitate christ your child or your children will be imitating many things that you do some you may even be doing them secretly but what you don't know is that it flows down so the way you live life will matter so much to your ability to raise your children in this sinful world if you are practicing sin publicly or privately it will affect your impact upon your child's life you cannot get in your child what you yourself is not modeling so i'm praying that the lord will help you to be a modeling mother a mother that your children sees reading the bible praying reading christian books you know attending church you know attending christian function they can tell that my mother is a godly person in doing that you are directly or indirectly sowing godly seeds into your children you may have heard me tell this story often i remember my first child as early as uh, age two i remember she would carry her bible even though she couldn't read and she would carry it upside down because when she wakes up she sees me and daddy reading our bible then we had the one bed out and she grabbed the bible and be reading also even though she didn't know how to read blah 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 but you know that was what she saw and that was what she imitated so you as the mother have to be a godly role model model godliness model righteousness model truthfulness even to that child that you want to bring up in this sinful world amen
So I want to welcome you back again to this informal series on motherhood or on parenting. Tagged parenting children in a sinful world. I don't think any Christian parent needs to be told that our world is a sinful world. Honestly, you can't say well this part of the world is safe or safer. Every part of the world is polluted with sin. And despite it, God intends you and I to raise for him even godly children, even though we live in a sinful world. He trusted some parents of old and they accomplished even that task for him. And I believe God can do it again through you and I. We started yesterday by looking at the modeling mother. If you missed that episode, please do go to our website www.oakofrighteousness.co.uk and you can also contact us from that website go on our contact us page and if you need to send us an email or drop a a message for us you can do that on the website and if you need to contact us via phone do contact us on plus four four seven nine four four three nine eight four one five so let us go ahead as we journey through this series together and let me just use this opportunity to announce to you we are intending to run a four-week course even though it's meant to be a private um, session but we will be making it open to as many mothers that might be interested so do go on our website and then let us know if you're interested so today we want to look at show them the means of grace for you to parent your children in this sinful world you must be able to offer your children that even though this world is sinful Yet, God has provided us with the grace needed to live a life that is free of sin. To live a life that is void of sin. To live a life that glorifies God. So, show your children the means of grace, which must first again be exemplified in you. This means of grace is the word of God. It's Jesus himself in the world. You know, pointing to your children, the person of Christ. So let us go and read the book of Titus chapter 2. And we read verse 11 to 12. And I will read it from the King James Version. It says, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation have appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Let me pause here for a moment before we look at other scriptures. So I am saying, show them the means of grace. And this Titus 2, 11 and 12 is telling you what the means of grace is. Say the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. And when the grace of God appeared, it, he appeared with teaching, Jesus is that grace of God. He was already given to, to humanity to rescue us even from this sinful world, to help us to live a life that will glorify God, whatever our age might be, and that includes even your little children. So very early in life, show them the means of grace. I remember, you know, when I had my first child, one of the things I used to do, I read the Bible to her. She had her own Bible. It was King James then. I remember sometimes when she was even talking, she would be saying, thou you know, know the King James uh, language. So she had her own Bible as early in life, in the few weeks or months of her life. So she had her own Bible. She grew up to know that this is my Bible. 
and you know i put devotional together for her uh, which she goes through every day every day every day and what i usually do is to repeat it every day just trying to kind of um indoctrinate our heart and i've got bible story that i will read and i do that repeatedly repeatedly and there were memory verses by age two she could do bible quiz you could uh, you could quiz her on the bible and she will answer confidently not because she was a superhuman being a child's brain like someone once said is like a white paper whatever you write on it is what you get so jesus the means of grace should be shown to a child very early in life the moment that child is born begin to teach that child that you are a sinner and then begin to give that child the good news that christ came as a baby like you to help you from this life of sin we have a resource on our young wife young mothers group a devotional for newborn babies to maybe age five or so if you go on that website you should be able to download there is this particular one which is illustrated do get it and use it with your child so show them jesus who is the means of grace the moment you do that you are planting a seed in that child's heart so the grace of god teaches us that we should deny ungodliness our world is ungodly but when our children have jesus in their hearts it teaches them to live godly even in this ungodly and lustful world that we live in so you cannot raise godly children in this our ungodly world without showing them the means of grace the word of god make sure your child have his or her own bible don't buy everything for your child and neglect the bible i usually encourage that you should get a bible ready for your child while you are pregnant just like you are shopping for your children's clothes the same thing prepare them spiritually also get your child a bible get your child's bible get bible stories ready for when the child will be born you know make yourself ready prepare yourself you know there was this um dvds that a sister who has gone to be with the lord now gave to me in those years i think that was when i had my second child um they were called baby praise i so much love them so get things like this baby praise you know songs for babies for children christians so get them ready don't only um, focus on their physical being concentrate also on their spirit being that child is a spirit if that child has spirit we are composite of spirit of body of soul isn't it so nourish that child's spirit so you want to begin to indoctrinate indoctrinate your child's heart with the word of god let the child know that there is something called bible there are storybooks there are videos the donut man they were quite very useful for me when i was raising my children the donut man and many bible stories and thank god for our time now that you can get them at your fingertip on your youtube and you can get all of these so what i do i love being organized so i know what to do with my child on a daily basis so i take them through you know so introduce the word of god to your child the word of god in songs the word of god in picture the word of god in drawing the word of god in various ways teach the child to memorize the bible that baby can do so you only need to do that every day and you'll be surprised you know i used to have a little girl that comes to my house and whenever we finish praying there is 
a family mantra or so i don't know whether it's mantra i should call it now that we say at the end of uh, our prayer and that day there was a day we were saying it all of a sudden i heard this little girl said it and finished it so i was like am i hearing now well and i asked her say it again and she said it we looked onto him and we were lightened and our faces was not ashamed i'm like wow just the little time of just coming when we do devotion this just saying that it has stuck even with this girl so what am i saying use opportunity to let the child memorize the bible it helps and then second timothy chapter 3 verse 15 let's go and quickly read that second timothy 3 15 says and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in christ jesus are you saying so you want to show jesus in the bible to your child paul was saying to timothy that from a child you actually knew the holy scriptures and i remember my children from childhood from infancy they were exposed to the holy scriptures why because the holy spirit scripture is able to make a child wise for salvation don't say well what would they know they don't know anything don't do that when you are committing the word of god into your child's heart you are committing them to god and you are committing god to them so you keep doing that god is faithful to honor his word in your child's life create moment when you read the bible to them there are abc memory verses if you go online google abc memory verses you will find free ones that you can print out and help your children you may take one verse a month or one verse in two months you are not competing with anybody follow the course how your family can respond so you memorize along with them so show them from infancy the word of god the word of god is able to bring them to salvation in christ jesus do not neglect the word of god that is god's means of grace that is given us his word it's through his word that we know the lord jesus and finally second timothy also chapter 3 now verse 16 to 17 let's see what it says it's all scripture is given by inspiration of god and is profitable for doctrine for reproof for correction for instruction and in righteousness that the man of god may be perfect thoroughly furnished unto all good works amen so are you seeing now so paul having told um timothy that look from infancy you knew the word of god and then he backed it up that you the reason why the word of god brought you to salvation is this the scriptures which your parents your mother and your grandmother Eunice and Louise committed you to these scriptures are God inspired so that is what many of us you don't know I love the NIV it says all scripture is God breathed so whenever you are sharing a verse with your child you are breathing God into that child I'm praying that the Lord will help you I don't want to dive much into these scriptures so take time to take your child through the bible even if you are a career woman you just need to schedule organize yourself a verse a day if you are raising a child under four under five or up to age five honestly i will encourage you focus them on a verse a month depending on the maturity of the child of course a verse a month by the time you do a verse a month for a child is stick there and then you then explain the principle to that 
child and what i also did in those days was when my daughter started school one of the things we was i had a term team so maybe for example this time we may be looking at a um, sheep amongst wolves so i will tell the child that you are going to school and you will see wolves so i will discuss what wolves are you will get pictures of wolves and tell them how wolves eat up sheep and you know so i will talk about the characters and attitude that other children may bring that typify you know that of wolves i will tell her and what her role should be as sheep in that school environment i will do that so usually i will stick it on my free so for a half time we may go through that and she comes back home on a daily basis to tell me so i'll ask were there events that there were wolves in your school and she will say yeah mommy this happened and this was how i was sheep so i do things like that you know things like salt in the world just being creative so plant the seed of god's word into your child's heart that is the sure means of grace that god has given you to raise your children in this sinful world you know i'm remembering the psalmist that says how can a young man keep his way pure says by taking it according to your word god has given us his word and it is sufficient it is capable to secure the hearts of our children and to keep them saved even for the lord amen So thank you very much for still joining me on Women in Revival podcast. I hope the Lord is speaking to your heart. I don't know how passionate you are to see your children follow the Lord. That is my desire. That is my longing. Even as a mother, I carry that burden from the inception of my marriage that I want to raise godly children. I grew up as one of those naughty children and I know the pain of a mother who is raising a very challenging child. Uh, I, I was in Africa a couple of weeks ago with my girl and you know I was with my mom and we we're talking you know 
and I was telling my mom that you remember that I was a very stubborn child and she said oh do you need to tell me and she was telling episodes things that I did how sometimes I would follow her crying disgracing her you know and followed her till she gets on the public um, bus things like that ah the sorrow I gave her so I knew the pain of raising a ungodly child and one of my desire having come to know the Lord was the desire to raise godly children and you know I also know the joy of knowing the Lord so I committed myself I entered a covenant so to say with the Lord that I want to raise godly children I'm still a work in progress but I am believing God I trust that God is faithful to raise for himself even in my children godly seeds even though we are living in a godly world so last time i was talking to you on this series parenting children in a sinful world on showing your children the means of grace and i was saying our world is such a blessed world honestly there are many resources that you can use for your children if you don't know how to go about it please give us a call send us a chat and i will put you through we will show you what to do how to go about it there should be no Christian mother in this day and age that should be struggling to raise godly children. So, if you need to contact us, go back to our website www.oakofrighteousness.co.uk or our sister website youngwifeyoungmother.focusgroups.org I think .uk or just .org. Just check that out. But I think if you go on the Oak of Righteousness website, it should be linked the young wife young mothers website should be linked and i pray the lord will help you and what i also want to say is while you are seeking to raise godly children in this sinful world don't do it alone do it in community also find people of like-minded that you can journey with that you can share thoughts with that you can share resources with some people have gone ahead of you isn't it so learn from them for example we have a group for young wives and young mothers where we discuss and chat and sometimes we run bible study like i said there will be a bible study on motherhood in another couple of weeks it might be posted on our website but if you need more information on that just contact us so today on this series i want us to look at exemplifying repentance so model repentance to your child if you want to raise godly children children will do things that will um, hurt you that will cause you pain that is why they are called children and uh, there will be the need for them to face consequences isn't it there will be the need for them to be disciplined there will be the need for them not only to be disciplined there is a need for them to repent and see not just cry for their that they have been disciplined but to cry for the wrong they've done and to come and bring a repentant heart but how would that happen again you have to model that to your children you exemplify godly repentance to your children so psalm 51 verse 17 says the sacrifices of god are a broken spirit a broken and a contrite heart oh god thou will not despise are you saying that is the sacrifice god is demanding from you to make yourself a living sacrifice a situation where you realize you've done something wrong to your children you are not holding on to your position as mother 
but you know you've gone wrong and you go before your children and apologize. In doing that, you are exemplifying to that child that you are not perfect and you acknowledge you've gone wrong and you make amendments. Or even in your relationship with your husband, sometimes children may see you, your children may see you do something wrong to your husband or acted wrongly and they may bring you correction. So don't explain it away. Accept that correction and quickly make amendment before them. Let them see you apologize to your husband and break the gap quickly. In doing this, you are showing them a broken and a contrite heart. And the Bible says, such heart God will not despise. You don't want your children because we live in a world where people are the God of themselves. You know, and you don't want your children to be struggling and be dealing with issues and don't know that they need to approach God in humility of heart with a broken heart and to seek God in penitence and to repent. But you have to model that to them. Sometimes I tell my children areas that the Lord is dealing with me and I kind of tell them, please watch me in this area. If you see me veering off, please bring me to correction. And thank God for children, they love doing that. <laughs> they love doing that. So, model repentance, godly repentance to your children. And 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 10 also says, from the NIV, it says, Godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation and leaves no regret. But worldly sorrow brings death. Are you saying, we are living now in a world that some of our children, they are committing suicide. All sorts of things are happening. Issues are facing them, you know. They are making wrong choices that is affecting their lives. And as they are realizing that they've made wrong choices, the enemy is whispering lies into their ears. Some of them will actually prefer they are fed up of life. If only you step in and model to them godly repentance, godly sorrow, which brings repentance that will lead to salvation. But you have to model that. So you must let your children see that there is no depth that Christ cannot access. Nothing in life that I could have done that Christ's mercy cannot reach. So you want to let your children know that, look, whatsoever you've done wrong, don't keep it to yourself. Confess to God and if need be, share with me your parents. And sometimes when they've done something wrong, be open to be um, how do I not be open be gentle with them sometimes they themselves come to report themselves to you isn't it at the moment they report themselves you go a wire don't do that when a child says I've done something wrong and have the courage to come and tell you yes correct but that correction must be gentle and in love so that that child can carry regularly a heart of repentance a godly sorrow that will lead to salvation and not the one that will lead to death. No, we don't want that. Not the one that the child will say, well, I would rather just kill myself. I would rather not talk to this again. No. So exemplify to your child godly repentance. Show them what it means to repent. Show them that they don't have to dwell in mistake or in any wrong they've done before. God is willing to forgive and to start on a fresh page with them and you have to show that so sometimes when they've done things that you that really really hurt you 
how quick are you to forgive them how quick are your arms you know to bring them back the story of the prodigal son came to my mind so sometimes exemplifying this repentance could mean you know sharing some biblical stories maybe for example the story of the man the servant that the king forgave and he refused to forgive and this prodigal son story like i said earlier you know the story of the woman caught in adultery that jesus forgave how these people brought repentance we want to point that out and then having thought that they look for opportunity to see that child work in repentance or even yourself exemplify repentance so having thought it i maybe read stories on forgiveness of sins people sharing repentance people coming back and say i'm sorry for example peter denying jesus three times and when he knew how he cried so letting the child do that yes when you know you've done something wrong there's nothing wrong in you crying to say you are sorry but the moment the child says i'm sorry bring the child closer pray with them and tell them don't do it again so you as a mother who want to parent your children in this sinful world must exemplify to them a a repentant heart it is very very important and it is my prayer that the lord will do the work of repentance in your heart because we live in a non-repentant world everything in our world says you are the god of yourself so why seek for this why ask for repentance why i ask for forgiveness but if you model that to your children then they will automatically pick that up by god's grace even from your life amen So thank you again for still joining us on this particular series of Women in Revival, Parenting Children in a Sinful World. I know one of the burden in the hearts of many mothers, Christian mothers, is to raise our children for the Lord. Even some of us who are not necessarily following the Lord in the right way, we want to see godly children as it drops down from heaven. But what we see the Lord saying to us, particularly on day one of this series, is that you as the mother have a role to play. And last time we were speaking of exemplifying repentance to our children. We live in a world that everybody, so to say, boss of himself. But you and I can be epitome of godly repentance to our children, whereby they know they can come to us in, in penitence. Um, yeah. So if you need to contact us, don't forget our website www.okofrighteousness.co.uk and the number to get us is plus four four seven nine four four three nine eight four one five. We've got a few classes sometimes for preteens, preteenage girls, and also another one for teenage girls. The preteen class is led by preteen girls. 
and the teenage girl session also by teenage girl and it's so wonderful to see these girls challenging each other speaking and sharing thoughts with each other of course with the support of an adult so please do feel free to contact us um so today i want us to look at insulate that child and not isolate because it's so easy for us christian parents to isolate our children you know it's easy to isolate them from this world but we need to know that they live in this world yet they are not part of this world you know it's like sometimes when you mix oil and water together it can mix so that is the way we need to see our children god helping us where the lord help us to insulate them and not isolate them from this world whereby whenever they mingle with the world they are able to stand with their head up high knowing who they are and this begins with you the mother begins with you the parents it begins from your home so let's quickly go and read exodus chapter 2 and we take it from verse 1 it is the story of Jochebed, the mother of Moses. I always love this story, particularly when dealing with the matter of insulating and isolating children. So I'll read. And there went a man of the house of Levi and took to wife a daughter of Levi. And the woman conceived and bare a son. And when she saw him, that he was a goodly child, she hid him three months. Are you saying? Verse 3 now. And when she could no longer hide him, she took for him an ark of bulrushes and dubbed it with slime and with peach and put the child therein and she laid it in the flags by the river's spring. And his sister stood afar off to with what would be done to him. And the daughter of Pharaoh came down to wash herself of the river and her maidens walked along by the riverside. And when she saw the ark among the flags, she sent her maid to fetch it. So this is the story of Jochebed, the mother of Moses. She gave birth at a time when honestly getting pregnant was a taboo, so to say, not to talk of giving birth to a boy. So it was a challenging and a very sinful world that Jochebed was raising Moses in. And the Bible tells us in verse 2 of the verse that having conceived, there was something that Jochebed saw that made her to resolve that I'm going to raise this woman in a godly way. She saw that Moses was a unique child. She saw that Moses was a special child. She saw that Moses was a proper child. So, you see, all I'm talking about, all I love in this series, will be possible based on your view of your child. If you see that child as a troubled child, you will respond to that child as a troubled child. But if you see that child as a precious gift from the Lord, you will respond to that child in the preciousness that you see that child to be. So, based on Jochebed's view of Moses, what did she do? She hid Moses three months. So, I say there is a time when we isolate them. And this is the honest truth. There is a time when we isolate their hearts from things. So, I usually encourage that when you have children quickly, early in life, let them get used to reading the Bible. A situation when you are raising teenagers and they don't love the Bible. You know, start from when they are young, when they are bendable. 
let them read the bible what i did with my first child i remember whatever she was learning at school then i weave the bible into it maybe they are learning composition i will look for various stories from the bible put them together and questions to answer you know that was my way of helping out to do composition or comprehension you know when she was learning riddles i remember this particular one when i taught her what womanhood was god's design for woman is to be helped and i did it in riddle and she understood it so flow with that child look at what they are learning at school with the scriptures even into how you will help that child further at home so these are ways of isolating their hearts from what the schools world the world may be pushing into your child's heart moses's mother isolated him but you see that this isolation period was limited it was just for three months i don't know how long yours might be and immediately after that the bible says she saw that she could no longer she could no longer hide this child honestly you can't hide your child forever whether you like it or not they will live home they will mingle with the world so your role is to help give that child biblical view and not world view let them see sometimes what i do at home i create a debate we may discuss and argue any matter i give my children the privilege to question and raise issues that they don't agree with maybe about the bible from the bible we look at it or what they didn't fully understand like during easter recently we were just looking at the easter story from good friday and you know i think we got to a stage when one of them was asking question the the account of the witnesses those who saw the resurrected christ that it differs from different people who told the story be matthew mark you know all of them and they were reasoning and questioning and were able to reason together because if you are not helping them to understand apologetically honestly the world will present them with what will derail them so it is your responsibility as a mother to do that let them have environment where they question their faith in a safe environment let them question this faith that you are offering them because i want my children to own the faith i don't want them to just say i am following the faith of my mother i want their mother their father's faith to be their faith so i create a safe environment where we discuss different issues of life and let everybody bring their perspective sometimes they question me and you know sometimes as if both of them ganged up so to say and they said no and i will be praying on the ground like lord please i don't know how to answer this question stepping and it could be one of them who were debating this issue that we said now i understand mommy it's making sense now i see why the scripture says this i see why it says that then i said yes and before you know it the two of them who were debating that no they said yes actually it's true so give them that safe environment so there is a period of isolation and then if you look at the scripture again the time came when jokebet's mother put him out and before she did that she did her home assignment she took for moses an ark of bull rushes dubbed it with slime and peach and make sure it's a safe place for moses and then left in the open world and that is the same way so secure your children in the home the home is the first secure place for every child create environment where they can learn who they are 
who God is, what our world is. The church should not be the first primary place where your children are knowing and learning about the Lord, about the world, about themselves. It is your responsibility as a mother to do that in your own. The first church God has given families is your home. Go and read through the Bible. Whenever God is giving instruction on raising children, he derogates that rule to family, to parents. So your home is the first church. Secure your child in the home. So having done that, the time will come when that child will leave your environment. Sometimes we may say, well, homeschooling children, give them that security. And I say that is not true. I'm sorry for saying this for those of you who are homeschoolers. Homeschooling your child will not give your child that eternal security. That is the honest truth. Except the Lord builds the house, they that labor, labor in vain. Sometimes I've heard people say, oh, that's why, that's why your children are this. You are homeschooling them. Honestly, it's not homeschooling that does it. I'm an homeschooler also. But it's not homeschooling your children that will shield them from this world. It is the Lord. So plant the seed of God's word. Make the home environment an enjoyable environment for your children. Now, John 17 verse 14 to 17 says, This is the Lord Jesus praying for the disciples. He says, I have given them thy word and the word have hated them. Are you saying this is our tool of insulating our children, the word of God. And then he says, because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world, I pray not that thou should take them out of the world, but that thou shouldest keep them from the evil. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Are you saying? So I am understanding this. The passion in my heart, honestly, is from this verse 17 is, sanctify them, isolate them by the truth. Your word is truth. What does this mean? A situation where your children is in the midst of their friend, is at school, is at maybe any secular club, and they are raising issues that are not biblical. The child is in their midst, but that child pull out a scripture from her head or from his head and say, this is what I'm holding on to, despite this that they are discussing. Why? That child has been taught how to sanctify herself in the truth of God's word. So look at issues that our world is discussing and facing. Bring them to table and discuss them biblically with your children. As you do this, you are not only insulating your child you are also isolating them in a way whereby when they find themselves in such environment they can isolate themselves first from within as they bring out a particular verse and say this is what the word says and that is what i am standing on based on this so you can't shield them from socializing with other people i can tell you many instances that my girl may say to me, no, mommy, so I don't want to go to that place at this time. This is what they discuss and it doesn't go with me. This, da, 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 da. There are instances where she has to remove herself from a ground. Say, what they are upholding at this junction, I don't agree with it. This, I didn't ask her. Sometimes I may even be the one saying, say, dear, do this. She said, no, it doesn't agree with me. 
it's not standing upon what I believe, you know, things like that. Why? She was already insulated and isolated from home. So she knew what the word says. So anything that do not fall in line with what she's been taught, she will not submit to that. So you can't isolate that child forever. And finally, 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 12 says, um, I think I should read this. Okay, let me read everything. For the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed. Now, this is the part that I want to focus on. For I know whom I have believed, and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. God is faithful to keep our children that we've committed into his hands. Let's stop the days that we just take children to church and dedicate them, and that is it. They are only taught at Sunday schools. Our homes are chaotic places. Let's bring an end to that. Every Christian home must be a place where children are taught the biblical truth, where the hearts of children are insulated and isolated from the wickedness of our world. And as we do that, our God is faithful to keep to guard what we have entrusted to him our children are his isn't it and we must in turn entrust them into his hand so secure your children's heart discuss with them table matters share with them hear their view hear their perspective and as you do that i pray the lord who helped the people of old that he will help you and i to raise for himself even godly children in this our sinful world. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us to the end of this series, Parenting Children in a Sinful World. I'm praying that the seed the Lord has planted in your heart will bring forth fruit and that through your hands, God will raise for himself godly children, even in this sinful world. Um, if you need to contact us for resources or counsel or whatsoever, please do go to our website www.oakofrighteousness.com co.uk and also our sister website for young wives and young mothers is linked to our main website i pray the lord help you last time on this series we were discussing the need to insulate and not just isolate our children we have that responsibility to insulate our children's heart even in the word of god you know one thing that i grew up is I, I i grew up in africa and one of the things that i loved i loved story time and i remember some 
TV programs we used to watch one Tales by Moonlight. I really love Tales by Moonlight. It's a series when this auntie called Auntie Mary will gather children and tell them various stories, you know. You now it's reminding me of Psalm 78 when Asaph was saying he will tell the next generation these things in parable and you know so auntie mary will tell all sorts of stories i love that honestly and also the other one say different kind of stories and whatsoever and children loves it so how do we use that also for us christian parents that are raising our children in wherever place we find ourselves be it the western world be it the third world country god can help us as we insulate and isolate our children in God's word. Biblical stories are very good to secure the hearts of children. You know, when you take a character trait and look at a biblical character and merge it with that trait, maybe for example, it's stealing. If you take the story of um, Geazi, you know, um, or covetousness, and you take the story of Geazi to bring to mind what covetousness and lying can cause a life you know and match those two together the child may forget everything but the possibility that your child will not forget Geazi and how he became a leper because he was covetous told the lie all of those the possibility that that child will forever remember is there so insulate their hearts with the word of God look for biblical stories we have a lot of them mothers let's not allow the enemy to keep stealing children that we brought to church for dedication children that went to sunday schools let's stop allowing the devil from stealing these children from our hands our god is able to secure them and secure them to the end as we agree and partner with god over the lives of our children I believe God is not a respecter of an environment, be it third world country, be it western world, wherever we find ourselves, we are in such places for such a time as this, and we are parenting and raising and bringing up children in such places for such a time as this, and the God who sent us is with us. Let's hold on to him, let's relate with him, let's engage him, and then engage our children. So finish this series. I want us to look at hope in God. We must hope in God. Even as you discipline misconduct in your children, even as you help your children to know that there is consequence to broken rules and regulation, but you must know that God is the ultimate keeper. You must know that God is able to keep that child. Even when you've done all you could do and it looks as if that child is going the wrong path you can still hope in God. And the scripture that we read last yesterday is where we are going to start from. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 12. And it says, That is why I am suffering as I am. Yet, this is no cause for shame because I know whom I have believed. So, mother, do you know whom you've believed? Do you really, really know what it means to follow the Lord? Are you really saved? Are you one leg in, one leg out? Honestly, sometimes some of the things that I see, I just laugh, honestly, and my heart is, you can't, you can't have the world and have God. Some of us, we want to raise godly children, but you are very worldly, very, very worldly. Some of our social media platforms reveals what your love is, honestly. Some of you is partying, worldliness is written 
all over some of our faces so automatically you are selling your children away indirectly even though you may claim you are taking them to church you are reading bible so for the enemy to snatch them to introduce worldly ideas to them won't be difficult because even you the mother who claim to be a believer you are not firm you are still one leg in and one leg out the things of this world is still luring you is still attracting you so for you to hope in god you have to be a firm believer work with god in conduct in the way you conduct your life in the things you pursue there are things my children know that they can't find me there there are practices they know that my mom no way so now let me go on i because i know whom i have believed and i'm convinced that he is able to guard what i have entrusted to him until that day so i am dealing with hope in god so what am i saying commit your child into god's hands after all they are his heritage isn't it so give back to him what he gave you teach him the word pray for that child regularly even when he looks as if the child is making a wrong choice keep advising keep counseling and keep praying keep entrusting that child into god's hand keep going back to the scriptures god gave you concerning that child keep reinstating it every now and then god is faithful hoping him he is able to keep whatsoever you've committed into his hands against that day against the sinful world i'm praying that you will see the need to hope in god and finally proverbs chapter 23 verse 18 says for surely there is an end and thine expectation shall not be cut off the niv says there is surely a future hope for you and your hope will not be cut off mother there is hope for every parent that decided to labor with the lord god is able god is dependable god is reliable says your hope will not be cut off what hope do you have for your children what is your hope concerning that son what is your hope concerning that toddler concerning that infant what is your hope concerning that teenager what is your hope concerning that preteen? what is your hope concerning that young adult child that you've got what is your hope your hope the bible says shall not be cut off having done everything that you need to do as a mother in conjunction with your husband the bible says your hope shall not be cut off god will not forget your effort your tears god will not neglect them god is faithful and my encouragement as i close this series is that hope in the lord even when it looks as if your child is going the wrong direction still open the lord give counsel with hope and i'm praying that the lord himself who gives reward will reward your faithful labor over the child that he has given you may your expectation and your hope be not cut off may you and i be part of mothers of parents who will parent their children in this sinful world and give unto the lord samuels who are though in sinful shiloh yet can stand out even for the lord may the lord help you and i to raise for him daniels 
Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, even in Babylon, who are standing well, denying the king's meat. May the Lord himself help you and I to raise for himself sons of Rechabites, whom even when defilement is coming from church, they are saying no. I'm praying that the faithful God, whom we can entrust all into, will indeed give you that hope to know that he who has called you into this ministry of motherhood is faithful. Hope in him. Amen.